Good morning, God morning. Good morning, Steve. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and yesterday was a glorious day. I want to dedicate today's podcast to Steve. Now, listeners, you're going on this journey with me, and the other day, In the podcast, Hour by Hour, I mentioned that I had been on crutches for two years. Well, I did not forget my guardian angel because God gave me one, listeners. I had a guardian angel in the flesh the whole time and his name was Steve. I had lunch with Steve yesterday and we were talking about the podcast. He listens, he contributes financially. He is a friend that is worth his weight in gold times 10. Anyway, just to let you know, it was Steve who was my coworker during that time and it was Steve you guys that met me every morning in front of the building and parked my car for me while I was on crutches I drove with a cast on my right foot to work because I had to go to work and Steve would meet me in the morning He would carry my things uh, up to the office. He would then escort me downstairs and bring my car for me. This was a co-worker. This was a friend. He was my guardian angel. And I used to always say, I say, Steve, God is going to bless you for this the rest of your life. And I believe that Steve is blessed and I love him with all my heart. So thank you, Steve. And listeners, just know that that is so much proof that God is with us every day in every circumstance and every encounter that we undertake Amen. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. I had a good night's sleep, listeners. I want to now call upon the Heavenly Father right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me, 
From nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. And I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. I'd like to give a shout out to Stella, who is an angel in heaven. And she guided me also yesterday into purchasing the ticket to her grandson's wedding. So thank you for the little extra prod and just knowing that we know you'll be there in spirit. I'll be there with bells on looking for you. Amen. Stay right there, listeners. Stay right there. We'll be back. It's a good day. It's a great day. In Touch Magazine is teaching about the importance of trusting God's plan. And sometimes obeying him isn't easy. Whenever you face a difficult, a difficult call, remember Abraham. In today's passage, Genesis 22, he was given one of the greatest tests recorded in the Bible. Yet he obeyed willingly and promptly. His response teaches us important lessons about yielding to God. Sometimes obedience collides with good human reason. The covenant God set up with Abraham and his descendants would pass down to Isaac, the child of promise. Yet now the Lord was telling Abraham to sacrifice the boy. Obedience always requires trust in God. Abraham obeyed because he trusted the Lord to fulfill the promise if that meant his child would be raised from the dead. He told his servants, I and the boy will go over there and we will worship and return to you, indicating that they both return. Amen. Obedience leaves the outcome to God. Abraham fully expected the Lord to preserve Isaac in order to keep his promise, but it was unexpected that God would provide a ram as a substitute sacrifice. The Lord tests us listeners in order to increase our obedience and our faith in him. Will you count on God as trustworthy and yield to him, please. Don't rely on your own imperfect human.
human reasoning. Amen. And we have to remember to have the right attitude in prayer because prayer is a crucial discipline for believers' spiritual growth. In fact, it's difficult to mature in Christ without it because prayer is how we communicate with God and thereby develop this wonderful relationship we have with Him. Praying is an act of spiritual worship that brings Him honor. And when we pray, listeners, to our Heavenly Father, we are acknowledging Him as the high and exalted, the one who lives forever, whose name is holy. He alone deserves glory. And we ascribe honor to him when we pray without ceasing. Raising my hand. Think of this as maintaining a God-ward attitude throughout the day while seeking his wise governance over every detail of your life. When we approach God, our motives and the condition of our heart are very important. The Lord dwells both in a high and holy place and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit. So approaching prayer as a means to get our way doesn't honor God, nor does it produce petitions that he will answer. Instead, listeners, come to the Lord in prayer with a humble, repentant attitude of worship. Amen. Amen. Have you tried the hour-by-hour approach yet? Have you checked in with God each and every hour like clockwork? I hope you do. If you haven't started, today is a great day to do it. From prayers to start your day, they say he's right here right now. Second Chronicles chapter 15 verse 2. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. Amen. Since God is everywhere, we are free to sense his presence whenever we take the time to quiet our souls and turn our prayers to him. But sometimes amid the incessant demands of everyday life, we turn our thoughts far from God. When we do, we suffer. Yes, we do, right? Set aside quiet moments each day to offer praise to your creator. Silence is a gift that you give to yourself and to God. During these moments of stillness, you will often sense the infinite love and power of your creator. And he, in turn, will speak directly to your heart. Raising my hand. The familiar words of Psalm 46 verse 10 remind us to be still and know that I am God. When we do, 
we encounter the awesome presence of our loving Heavenly Father, and we are comforted in the knowledge that God is not just near, He is here. Mark it down, you will never go where God is not. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, help me to feel your presence in every situation and every circumstance. You are with me, Lord, in times of celebration and in times of sorrow. You are with me, Lord, when I am strong and when I am weak. Today, let me experience your presence so that others too might know, might know you through me. Oh my God. Amen. Amen. Good morning, God. Good morning. You've ushered in another day untouched and freshly new. So here we come to ask you, God, if you'll renew us too. Forgive the many errors that we made yesterday and let us try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. Father, 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 <laughs> I am well aware that we can't make it on our own. So take our hands, Lord, and hold them tight, Lord, for we can't walk alone. Amen. Feel them squeezing your hand, listeners. We'll be right back. I tell you, these day-by-day devotionals are just amazing. So this is from Trusting God Day-by-Day. And the topic is learning to deal with criticism. Matthew chapter 10, verse 14. And whoever will not receive and accept and welcome you, nor listen to your message as you leave that house or town, shake the dust off your feet. Shake the dust of it off your feet. Amen. Everyone who is truly successful in life has to deal with criticism. And sometimes criticism comes from people who do not understand what we are doing. They cannot see the vision we see or they are jealous of our success. And sometimes criticism is legitimate, but isn't delivered in a helpful way. Learning to deal with it in a godly way is always a great testimony to the people around us. In Matthew 10, verse 10, Jesus tells his disciples how to deal with criticism or with people who will not receive their message. And his advice, shake it off. Jesus himself was criticized frequently. Yep. And he usually ignored it. Yep. Often, the best way to respond to criticism is to say nothing at all. Amen. 
But when you must respond, here are a few suggestions for handling criticism in a godly way. Don't get defensive. Remember, God is your defense and he is your vindicator. Secondly, don't get angry or upset. Just keep your peace because it's peace that brings power. Don't retaliate with criticism toward your critic. And it's more. (laughs) Four, don't assume your critic is wrong without being willing to examine yourself. Don't assume your critic is right and start feeling guilty without consulting God. And then thank your critics, listeners, because they help you see things that often others wouldn't. The Bible says only a fool hates correction, Proverbs 12.1. And although I believe that is true, I must say that in life, you're only going to know maybe one person who can honestly say they appreciate it. And I hope that we will one day be able to say it is us. Probably like most of you, we are somewhere between hating correction and loving it. But strive to have a positive attitude toward correction as well as everything else in life. Trust in him, listeners, and see how you handle criticism. God wants you to be successful. And a big step in the process is realizing that you can trust him with your reputation, with your life. You will be criticized in life, but God is with you, don't forget. So you can handle it with a godly attitude. Amen. Pay attention to your heart. Hosea chapter 14, verse 9. Let those who are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right, and righteous people live by walking in them. There's more to life than meets the eye, especially the natural eye. Things are not always what they appear to be, so we must learn to be discerning. Simply defined, discernment is spiritual understanding and developing it takes practice. So as we grow in our understanding of God's word and in our relationships with him, we also grow in our ability to discern Oh, gosh, I want to grow in that area. To live by discernment, we have to pay attention to our hearts. Mm -hmm. We have to know when we do not feel right about something. And for example, 
let's say a businessman has been looking for a certain kind of business deal for quite some time and an opportunity for such a deal finally presents itself. As he reviews the paperwork, the deal appears to be sound. Mm. But when he begins to pray about entering into the deal, he senses that he should not do it. And even though everything appears to be in order, he just does not have peace about the deal. The more he prays, the more he feels that he should not do business with the people involved in the deal. This man is looking beyond the natural elements of the deal and he's using his discernment. Let's meditate on that for a minute. The best way for me to help you learn to live by discernment is to offer this simple advice. This is from Joyce Meyer. If you don't feel right about something in your heart ever, do not do it. You may discover later why you didn't feel good about it. And then you may not. Either way, you can be at peace knowing that you used your discernment instead of making decisions based on your mind, based on your emotions, based on your conscience, based on your natural circumstances. Discernment, listeners, is a precious gift from God that will help you avoid a lot of trouble in life. Only if you pay attention to it. So trust in him. And if anything doesn't feel right, pray and ask God to develop and increase your discernment as you study his word. When something doesn't feel right in your heart, you can trust that God is telling you that it is not his will for your life. Amen. Oh my goodness. I titled today's podcast Discernment. Listen to it. And don't be surprised by anything because God goes before us, listeners. He goes way before us and he puts the people in our path that we need. He ejects the people from our life that we don't need. Amen. Be right back. God has led me to certain reading materials for a reason. And now from He Whispers Your Name, here's God's whisper for you today. 
When you face trials of many kinds, you tend to ask me what you've done to deserve such troubles. You forget what you know, that in this world, you will have trouble. And I've called you to follow Jesus, and that will mean walking righteously in a world that is unrighteous. When you walk in faith, light will meet the darkness and there will be resistance. But you walk with my power, my protection, and my presence, so you have nothing to fear. I want you to be ready for whatever comes your way. And so there will be tests that try your faith and prove what is in your heart. The tests are not for me. I already know what is in your heart. The tests are for you so that you can take note of the areas of your faith that need to be strengthened. The tests will alert you to rely on my promises more heavily than before. I am growing your faith through the trials that threaten to destroy it. Trials will reveal what is lacking in your faith. Walk with me and my grace will give you the strength you need to accept any faults and failures, repent, and move forward in faith. Through the testing, I am preparing you to be lacking in nothing ready for anything and confident in victory. Do not grow weary in the testing process. Hold firm to my promises and trust that I am with you through it all. You can know through my faithfulness that if you are not delivered out of your trial, you will be delivered through it. And when I've tested you, yep, you will come forth as gold. Amen. First Chronicles 29. I know also that my God, I know also my God, that you test the heart. Ooh, you got that right. <laughs> Okay, so from Pray More, and it lists things by day. So we are day 40 into this new year. Matthew chapter 10, verse 31 says, Do not fear, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Jesus set forth his apostles as sheep in the midst of wolves to bear his message. A plentiful harvest of souls must have been insurmountable to the twelve men, giving them reason to fear their own irrelevance. Like the apostles' listeners, we might fear our insignificance in the world system, and we've suffered a near-anxiety attack while waiting hours in a long line for assistance. We have feared that no one cared about our needs. We wondered were we a person or merely a faceless number to a harried clerk. And then 
we remember the sparrow. God loves the little sparrow, a humble sacrifice for the poor who couldn't afford a lamb, and yet he values us more than that tiny bird. None of us are unimportant to our Creator. He knows how many hairs are on our head. He knows how many, Steve. (laughs) And he has a purpose for each of us. Lord God, remind us of the lowly sparrow when we fear being insignificant so we may remember that you love us with an everlasting love. Amen. Remember, don't be surprised by anything. God goes before us. He prepares that table before our enemies. Bye for now.